everybody. Uh, it's your old buddy, Steve Simonson, and I'm back again with another Awesomers.com podcast episode. This one, number 205. For those keeping uh, sequential math, this is the one that came after the last one. So all you have to do is go to Awesomers.com slash 205. Now today, we're continuing this series on what happens when you run out of inventory, and I brought in my good buddy and special guest, Paul Harvey. Good day. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm very well. And uh, for those Paul Harvey U.S. people that want to file trademark <laughs> lawsuits against me for saying Paul Harvey and good day together, uh, see my attorneys. I don't care. Uh, anyway, it's a funny joke. So, Paul, welcome. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And I know that your ideas are out of this world. That's why I'm out on the moon today. Thanks, Steve. And, and just based on my name, funny thing is whenever I uh, come to the U.S. and I travel with my brother, um, at customs, always laugh because I go through the security, they laugh me, oh, Paul Harvey, good laugh. I say, that's fine because my brother's by a pass. His name is Lee. Oh, so beautiful. he gets a Lee lot Harvey more laughs Paul than Harvey. I do. Boy, I don't know if there's some inside joke your parents had, but it's uh, hilarious to me. Uh, Lee Harvey, boy, that would definitely get some looks here. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get right into it. We're trying to figure out, you know, a common problem I see in the, the Amazon seller community is they they have run out of stock for one reason or another. There's a million reasons why. Uh, and once they run out, the question is, are is that item dead or is it possible to re-rank? So let's answer that question on the, the meta level. Is it even possible or is that thing DOA? Yeah, it's absolutely possible to re-rank. The factor is what everyone thinks is how long will it be inactive for? If you're going to be in out of stock for a few months, then yeah, um, you've got issues. But a few weeks or a few days, you're absolutely fine. All right. So let's let's break that down. Let's You've said a few weeks, a few days is okay. Let's put it in the range of 45 to 60 days. If you're in that zone, do you have any advice? Should they just uh, re-rank the thing or should they try to re-rank it or should they just relaunch the thing altogether? Yeah, pretty much I would do a relaunch. If it's 45 or 60 days, I would do a relaunch. Anything more than 30 days of inactivity, I start to worry. And then as soon as it's alive again, I would do pretty much a relaunch or a re-rank, we may call it, but just a much smaller scale. Amazon already knows what you are. So there's no need to try re-ranking new keywords, but just add some new rebates or PPC to make sure Amazon sees, wait a minute, this guy's live again and he's spending money. So that means he is relative once again. So let me, let me make sure that, so you're saying uh, on a relevancy basis, Amazon is willing to let a, um, a skew pop back. But did you say mm. 50 days, five zero or 15 days? Uh, five zero. So normally so with five me, zero, you yeah. say that's the drop off. If you pass 50 days, Unless you're trying to preserve thousands of uh, mm. reviews, then you better off probably relaunching that thing. Is that pretty what much? Yeah. yeah. Um, normally, I say 50 days, but again, every niche, every category is different. So I say 50. I could be wrong. It just depends on your niche and your category. Sure. So, uh, in that context, assuming that you have um, uh, you've passed 50 days, and we're going to play both scenarios here. Should you, and you're saying, okay, I'm going to relaunch it. Should you make that a variant of the prior item and try to relaunch it with that to try to see if there's any uh, uh, trickle down effect from the, the uh, parent reviews or what's your thoughts about that? 
Yeah, I wouldn't really bother too much with that. The whole thing with when people try to use variations to rank, it works. But now in this case, you have to kind of like take out the stock, relabel it, send it back in as a new SKU. It's just too much work. Try to avoid that. It might be easier just to take the whole thing back and relabel it, send it back in. If you're only going to be reserving a few reviews, reviews are a dime a dozen. They really should be. If you have a good product, reviews will come. Like that's the thing. If you have a bad product, then no reviews. That's your problem. Yeah. Good okay. review, um, sorry, good product, good reviews. They will come in. Absolutely. So I don't worry about reviews. I never ever stress about reviews. They come in. So I don't mind burning a product because I know I can always get new reviews. All right. Well, there you go. So now let's assume it's less than, so beyond 50 days, it's like uh, tap that thing, bring the stock back, relabel it, relaunch with a new SKU, forget about the variation, mm. just get her done. Uh, mm. But below 50 days, let's, let's say it's uh, only been a few weeks, 21 days roughly. What would be a, a re-ranking strategy if, so you, you believe it's available, that's very mm. clear. How would you do a re-rank after 21 days? So after 21 days, the first thing I would do, the easiest thing I would do is just rapidly increase your PPC. Like um, I would say a 5X what you would normally, and that sucks. But you, you want to show to Amazon that you are relevant again because you are active. So I'd rather go into the red with PPC because it's a long-term play because in the long term, you will be more, more relative now because you're bidding PPC and then you can dial back. That's the first thing. If that doesn't work, then I'll do a normal rebate campaign, re-ranking re campaign based on that. So when you say 5X, are you saying increase the cost per click five times or increase the budget yeah, five times? Yeah, pretty much. If, if, your budget is, if your budget is $10 a day for your whole PPC campaign, it's $100 a day for your yeah. PPC campaign, then I'll say 5X, make it $500 a day, which sucks. It does, but you need to pay to play. There you go. And how many days or weeks or years, what indicator will they know that that strategy is working? Because Amazon, uh, it's, you know, they work a lot like mm -hmm. a wood chipper if you don't do things right. They can chip up that money fast. So how do you know if that strategy of raising the, the budgets and so forth has worked? How many days, roughly? So, so pretty much what's interesting is that if we download our search term report, the search term report, our best keywords that are performing based on the search term report are normally our best ranked keywords as well. So that's proof that keywords um, are relevant in PPC and organic ranking as well. So based on that, and sorry, Steve, I lost track of my thoughts. Where was I going with that? No problem. I was, well, don't worry. I, was, I knew that you were dodging my question, and I will hold <laughs> your feet to the fire. I'll ask it again, ladies and gentlemen, because he tried to get out of it. How many days will you know if your PPC budget increase has paid off? Uh, like, is this a seven-day window? Is this 30 days? Is it 90 days? Maybe it's a year. I don't know. So what I would do is that based on the keyword ranking, that's still not a reliable metric. So what I would do then is look at the sessions and organic sales. If you know you are getting, let's say, 20 clicks a day on PPC, then if you minus 20 of your sessions per day, that will be your net organic sessions. If you have good sessions, then you know you're getting organic traffic. So that means Amazon knows you relative to those keywords and you are getting that traffic coming in. If I don't see any, any organic sales, any organic traffic, then I'll say, okay, you know what? PPC is not working. Let me go back and redo um, a normal launch with uh, rebates and so on and so forth. So again, that's an indicator. You, you check your, to see if your organic uh, trends are looking up in terms of impressions. Correct. Obviously your sales would be an indicator, but is there a period of time that this is, uh, you know, do you do that after three days, seven days? How, how long I do you normally, 
in in my case i'm i'm too impulsive so i change things too quickly so i have to force myself and slap myself not to do it not to do any changes but normally i'm based on two weeks because i want to see um at least a five day four day rolling um data to see okay great is is it legit let's back it up i'll wait at least two weeks before changing anything so the key is right well if we increase that budget by five times there's uh, high potential for negative return on ad spend during that mm, time. Absolutely. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. So we should expect that. But the question is after you're saying up to two weeks, that's when you really need to, mm. to benchmark it and say, okay, if it's not working, if you don't see organic traffic after two weeks, if you don't see some uh, sales um, kind of boomerang effect from the spend, then maybe you, maybe that this is not going to be a tactic that is working. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. And also with the negative ad spend, people are saying, oh, great, I wasted so much money. No, you didn't. You wasted money basically on keywords that didn't work. So basically it was a successful failure because now you know it didn't work, which means there's more chances things are working in the future. Oh, I like that. He's uh, repackaging uh, the, <laughs> uh, the crappy experience into learned lessons and experience. Yeah, I like that. So, so is PPC all you need to do to re-rank? Is that just Bob's your uncle? No, you do because in um, Rankster, our rebate service, everyone says to us, okay, great, great. We're going to use rebates now, but we're not going to, we're going to turn off our PPC and immediately I go into teacher mode and shout at them and say, no, you got attention. Because why would you want to say to Amazon, um, you don't want to be relevant for those keywords. If you're not bidding on the PPC, you're saying to Amazon, I don't care. I don't want to be relevant for those keywords. It's pay to play. So you pay Amazon to say, show them that you're aware for those, you're relative for those keywords. And then when external traffic comes in from rebates, customers type in those keywords and you are bidding on those keywords, the two match up and they correlate, which means your relevancy will go through the roof because Amazon can match up the external traffic to your PPC. So you're saying, I mean, that, that implies that, that the PPC stuff that you're doing is sending ranking signals that also kind of move into the A9 natural algorithm. Is that, mm. am I absolutely. reading too far into that? You, you... No, absolutely. So um, essentially is that what we want to do, we want the rebate customer. If we tell the rebate customer, the keyword is blue baby blankets and then we're going to bid on the keyword blue baby blankets if we make that correlation we bid on the keyword and the customer then taps in that keyword clicks on our amazon ad and most customers aren't aware that's an amazon ad because there are ads on amazon that makes sense so um they click on the amazon ad and maybe i tell them in the um the bot click on amazon ad now you're paying twice because you're paying for the amazon ad and the rebate but what Amazon sees is your relevancy going through the roof. It's a long-term play. It's expensive, but pays off. Yeah. So this, again, this, uh, this makes it a, a true investment. So talk about the bot angle there. You, you mentioned it just at the side. You, you uh, earlier talked about uh, Rankster, but how does all that fit into this? So, so you, you know, PPC is part of it, but what, what else are you doing to re-rank? So pretty much we use bots a lot. And the reason I love chatbots is because we can just control the customer. You, you don't get that type of control and open rates in email, mainly just in messenger chatbots. And by saying that is that I can give the customer a whole bunch of instructions. I'll make them jump through a lot of hurdles. And they don't know why, but the hurdles they're jumping through help the ranking. For example, I'm, maybe I'll make them click on the social media links in the Amazon listing and tell them, you know what, why don't you go share this 
on your social media platform is like your interest, Pinterest, whatever it is, go share it. And then if you do it and send screenshots, we'll give you maybe three, four dollars. And it's a paid uh, post, which people are against, but that's influencer outreach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Instagram and all those guys are, uh, you know, have influencers everywhere. I guess the, the main concern on there is, is the FTC aspects and mm. how much they disclose and so forth. But we're not going to dive into that detail today. So the point that you're making is a bot is not just there saying, please buy my product. Mm. A bot is there to say, please take these actions. And yes. the result of those actions then may be some sort of engagement of, uh, you know, appears to be uh, more organic and more thoughtful to the Amazon algorithm. Is that right? Absolutely. So, I mean, for example, what, what's crazy is that um, messengers use so much for rebate campaigns that Amazon is actually now downgraded traffic from messenger. And I've seen this, we've backed it up over a number of studies showing this. Um, traffic from Messenger is downgraded. So what we do now is that we send uh, uh, send traffic from Pinterest, Instagram, Google, but that originates in Messenger. We give the customers um, instructions for them to do in Pinterest, in Google, and so on and so forth, because Amazon now sees traffic coming from these platforms, not Messenger. And that's why the strategy work so well because Amazon sees one product getting love from Instagram, Pinterest, and Messenger, and a few others, and then um, the customers typing in the keyword, searching for it, finding it, and buying it. So that's very interesting. I mean, that's that's kind of a, a breaking news story, right? Where where you think about this concept of everybody likes to say, well, Amazon loves external traffic. They they want to see that thing get external traffic, even if it's a short term impact to conversion, even if it's a long term. I mean, ultimately, the more external traffic you get, the more your conversion rate will be uh, closer to, we'll call it a nominal range of conversion uh, versus just a search result range of search. So those are two different things. And I, I don't want to get into a rabbit hole here, but if, if your product page is just getting results from search, your conversion rate will be X. If your product page is getting results from the world at large, right, not just Amazon's direct search, then the conversion rate will be Y and it will be substantially lower. But that doesn't necessarily, mm. it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, everybody thinks Amazon has a massive high conversion rate, but they really don't. If you compare their overall traffic mm. to the amount of people who actually make sales, it's not as high as people think. It's not in the the 10 or 20 or 50% range, that's nonsense. It's in the single digit, low single digit range mm. for Amazon overall. So it's really important to understand those conversion uh, characteristics. So Paul, And please. also with Amazon's, one thing I want to jump in there, which no one really understands. I'm sure Steve, you've seen this, this so many times. Amazon loves any strategy we do because normally we have to pay for the strategy, but Amazon will love any strategy we do until it's being abused. If we go back to um, like the whole deals party websites, um, we're paying for reviews, that type of stuff. Amazon knew about it, didn't mind, um, but because it brought money to them, but it's being abused, they stopped it. Same with messenger chatbots. Everyone does messenger chatbots and everyone's an expert. You have an opinion, ask it about just a chatbot question and you get about 100 inboxes, inbox messaging, people sending you advice because that's what they do and they're experts. So if stuff is being abused, Amazon downgrades it and that's essentially what's happened now with messenger chatbots. 
Yeah, I think that's a pretty good lesson, right? Uh, as these things raise up in the um, Amazon awareness, there's a certain point of time it's like, yeah, this is fine. This is not abusive. This is not manip manipulative. And then there's a point where it just passes the tipping mm -hmm. point and goes, yeah, well, this is clearly uh, manipulation. And this is, uh, you know, that's why it's such a cat and mouse game with Amazon. So we, we've talked about this idea that you use chatbots and you get people to take certain actions or certain uh, things. Uh, you know, can you expand on that? Is there anything else besides using chatbots that you would uh, talk about in this context to re-rank? Well, um, in my goal with chatbots is I want the customers to be come across as organic in Amazon's eyes. Most of the rebate customers, they will spend a collective two or three seconds on a listing and in purchase. And that's not legit unless they are a repeat customer and they're not. So it doesn't, it doesn't look good in Amazon's eyes. So what we do with chatbots is you want to make, make, them, make them look as organic as possible. So make them spend time on your reviews. Tell them, Bob left your review. He bought a baby blanket. What color did he get? They have to go through the reviews, find these things. And once they tell you in the chatbot, then you give them the rebate. Because then Amazon sees they've spent a few minutes on the reviews, reading the reviews, and then purchase. That's exactly the buyer behavior that Amazon loves. So anything we can do to make the customers be as organic as possible, the better the win. Yeah, that's uh, very impressive. Well, and again, this goes beyond the concept of search, find, buy, and mm -hmm. into, um, you know, find, engage, hang out, take a test, <laughs> and then make a purchase. Uh, and, you know, whether or not it has a rebate on the end is a secondary component because Amazon's mm -hmm. system sees that as a, a velocity increase. And, and again, brands do rebates all the time, right? Sony does rebates. Mm -hmm. uh, Apple, well, I haven't seen Apple do a rebate, but big especially electronics companies, uh, they're always doing rebates. So, so you're saying again, to summarize, re-ranking is possible. Do you, mm -hmm. do you, what, what time period, let's just say that for the sake of discussion, all right, I've got my stuff back in. Um, everything sucks, right? There, there's no sales coming in. I'm getting one or two sales a day. I used to get, you know, 10 or 20 a day. What time period will it take to kind of get back to that, uh, and recover that momentum? Normally, I see um, if you've been off, if you went off, well, the first thing I see is this, is that um, the big mistake I see Amazon sales make is they say, okay, great, I'm running out of stock. I'm going to double my price. And by doing that, they run out at a conversion rate. That's a very bad conversion rate because they've doubled their price. But then when they restocked, Amazon assumes the same conversion rate that when they went out. So, um, some people I know actually halve, not halve, lower their price um, when they're running low in stock because they have a better conversion rate. That way, they'll be in a better spot when they are restocked. So, these are all just um, people's opinions. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But that's the main thing is that basically, once you restock, there should be between but three to five days backup at your normal sales, providing PPC is running, everything's running normally, three to five days. If not, then I would uh, drastically increase the PPC and then possibly rebates if needed. Yeah. And did I already ask you if you should close your listing if you run out of stock? I can't remember. I've talked to a lot of people. No, you I'll didn't. And I'm honestly not sure. Everyone has their own opinion of this. Does it work? Doesn't work? I haven't seen enough data. I've tried it. I've tested it. I haven't seen a runaway success either way. So I can't really comment on that. I would love to add my two cents to the conversation, but it's just 
know as well. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and uh, so, all right. So you've given a kind of a nice uh, overview of how you kind of recover. Uh, any other uh, big notes before we tell people how they can contact you? Not really, other than um, what I would say is that um, everyone is trying to re-rank now, and the best time is now, because even after Christmas, it's the January sales, so now really is the best time to rank. So for everyone, jump on board and rank now, do something, because this is going to be the biggest, well, this is the biggest Q4 of our lifetime, so. Yeah, so. certainly up to now. It depends on when you're listening to this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, were recording this in just before Black Friday, a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks before Black Friday in 2020. Uh, but the reality is Q4 is going to be amazing. But January is mm. also usually quite good for most categories. A lot of gift cards are given as gifts. Mm. So people go uh, redeem those. And really, any time uh, you know, that you think about some big buying uh, cycle, is the time you need to get ranked. Mm. And if you haven't maintained rank, then uh, you, it, you're going to be in the penalty phase, right? So do you believe in the honeymoon phase, Paul? When a product do, is launched to I begin do with? believe in the honeymoon phase, but in, in terms of how long the honeymoon phase is, that's, that's a gray area. I want to say between 45 days, I could be wrong. Normally, um, I'm always like the worst case scenario person, so I would say 30 days. Okay, fair enough. And is there an opposite effect of the honeymoon effect? Call it the anti-honeymoon effect. When your product's gone out of stock, are you being penalized in any way by Amazon by saying, well, your sales trends are, are negative now? You know, you, you were having up sales trends. Now you have flat or no sales trends. Or as, as they do it over a 30-day cycle, 60-day cycle, you're actually going quite down what you used to be selling. Is there any negative honeymoon effect? Um, there is in a sense that, um, so a lot of cl the clients come to us, they have fully established products, they've been around Amazon for three years, and they have a gradual decline over the past two years. That sucks, because now Amazon has, a, has kind of recorded their sales history of suffering the past two years. So the way around that is run a re-ranking, rebate campaign, starting at two units a day, then three, then four, then five. And the aim is drip feed the rebate over a long period of time, anywhere from like four weeks to six weeks. It sucks, it's expensive, but you have to negate the two years bad sales history that Amazon thinks you're, related, thinks you are um, important about. Yeah, those uh, stinking algorithms, they run our life, and uh, they remember everything, everybody. <laughs> they never forget. So, Paul, uh, thanks for jumping on, taking the time. Where, where can people reach out to you? Where can they find out more information about what you do and uh, why Best it should matter? Thanks. Best thing to do is go to our website, sellerchatbot.com, or email me at paul at sellerchatbot.com, or just message me on Facebook. I'm always there. Yeah, he's always there, everybody. So, uh, I think it's fair to say that there's hope for people who have lost ranking, uh, particularly running out of stock seems like an easier recovery than that slow, gradual ranking decline. Mm. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. I'd rather a burn out of stock at half the, at half the price and a loss than um, sell out at full price. No, sorry, sell out of stock normally, but at 10x the price where your conversion rate is horrendous. Yeah, yeah. Those trends really matter. And the, those robots, I, I think the trends... Uh, again, my personal opinion is that they they track those. I think also PPC tracks those uh, in terms of mm -hmm. 
putting it into the bid uh, offers. What, what's your thoughts about that, Paul? Absolutely. If you're getting in, one thing we use in Rankster is a term we made up. I'd love to just uh, throw it on there. It's called engineered ACOS. And uh, as simply put is that if you bid on the keywords that the customers type in like blue baby blankets, that's engineered ACOS because your ACOS will drop significantly for that keyword because it's going to be a sale because that's your customer essentially. So it's engineered ACOS. Now what happens in the long term is that Amazon sees that you're relative for these keywords. And secondly, your ACOS is cheaper. So the campaign is cheaper in the long run as well. And also what no one realizes this is that let's say we have two products, yours and mine, you're a bestseller, I'm average. If we're bidding the, um, on these keywords, I'm bidding $10, you're bidding $1. Amazon will still choose yours over mine because yours is a bestseller, converts better. So not, it's not essentially the bid that really works. It's essentially the conversion rate. So, so, um, so uh, budgeting super high doesn't really help so much as opposed to having a good, well-optimized listing. That's a really good insight, everybody. I want you guys to pay close attention to that specific point, which is if one bidder has a lower price than another bidder, that doesn't mean he loses the bid, mm. right? And we're talking about PPC bids here. So for those who don't understand the PPC, all of that is an auction. Every, every page that's loaded on Amazon, every search that's done on Amazon, it's a live auction for all these placements on Amazon for ad, ad spots. And to, to, a factor in that auction is the bid price, but it's also the conversion rate, it's the sales mm. trend. I mean, there's, there's probably, a hundred or two hundred or more variables that go into that auction engineering to, to co-opt Paul's term and that auction then puts you wherever you're supposed to be but it's not just highest bidder to lowest bidder sequentially it definitely mm -hmm. is not and I, I think Paul you're right to bring that up uh, all right Paul thanks again for the time we really appreciate it uh, awesomers uh, thank you for joining this again episode number 205 awesomers.com slash 205 if you want to see show notes details or maybe an error 404 because well frankly i'm not sure if we'll ever get around to it but uh you, the only way to find out is to go there and check it out i will we'll try to get some information up on how to get to paul so until we meet again awesomers thanks very much